Welcome to the People Performance Podcast with Renee Vincelli, where people come before performance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the People Performance Podcast, the very first one. Um, I am excited to be doing this, a little bit nervous, as it's my first time recording a podcast live like this, but I'm very excited too. So if you are listening, you are probably here because we know each other in some way, have worked together, you're a friend, you're a colleague uh, in a past life, and you heard the news that I've launched my own business, have left uh, corporate America, left my banking career, um, and have launched this new business, Renee Vincelli Consulting. And you're thinking to yourself, what the heck is she doing um, leaving her career, leaving um, something she's, she's done for you know, nearly 20 years? Uh, what is this all about? Or maybe we don't know each other and you came across my website or LinkedIn page through a referral uh, or through some other means and are, are curious about who I am, what I do, uh, my background, etc. Um, I thought for the first episode of this podcast that I would share with you all um, what has led me to this point. Um, how did I get from an almost 20-year career in banking to going out on my own, starting a business, starting a podcast like this? Um, my hope today is to share some stories and some experiences over the past 20 years that have really shaped me and brought me to this point. So if you know me well, you probably will learn some things I haven't shared before, or maybe not in a forum like this and in this way. And if you don't know me at all, I think you'll come away with this with a good understanding of who I am, um, what has uh, led me to this point, obviously, to start this business, as well as a little bit about my, a little bit about my background. So what I wanted to do today is really share four critical experiences in my career. And I feel like, you know, as I've reflected on this a lot um, and have made this change, um, these four experiences are really the things that have really shaped me and made me who I am uh, from a professional standpoint. Uh, you'll see some personal things in here too. But um, these are the things I think that are most relevant as we talk about, you know, what is she doing? What is this new venture of hers? Um, and, and what is this all about? So first one I wanted to talk about, um, and these are pretty chronological. The first one is my, really my first career uh, in banking or my first role in banking, I should say, um, at National City Bank, uh, PNC. Um, I have done many different things during my banking career. Um, each of the roles I've had have been very impactful and shaped my direction, but none more than the role that I had early on in my career at a now defunct, non-existent bank called National City Bank, uh, which was at one time headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I worked at National City in the branches for just a few months right out of college and then uh, rejoined the company when I was 24 years old um, in a role coordinating the company's executive development and leadership development programs. Um, you know, you if you've been in corporate America for any length of time or have been exposed to leadership development, you know that it is a lot of heavy theoretical content, a lot of uh, great reflection that leaders go through, whether they be C-suite executives or mid-level managers or frontline managers. Um, and so being in a role where you are in a position to be exposed to that kind of an audience at that young age in your career um, was extremely impactful and really shaped and furthered my views on people, on leadership, what makes things work, what makes things fail. Um, from a very early point, I was exposed to many senior executives um, and quite literally in a team like that team, your role is really to assess 
the talent, the leadership talent at all levels, to examine the quality of their work, to examine the quality of their leadership, to reflect on um, how they accomplish the results they do, to learn from them, to absorb as much as you can. And so for me, I, I did that. I, I enjoyed that. I loved uh, the people that I worked with, worked with some great individuals um, in, in that, that team. And really that leadership focus and that assessment and examination and learning and observation um, really has shaped my entire career. So, you know, I think about the roles that I had after that. So I wasn't in HR my entire career, but I, um, I was for the first several years. And when I left and I went and did things more in the business, that experience, I brought it with me. So every role I've had since that point, I have been assessing and learning and observing and to some degree um, honing my own leadership through these experiences and really with that as the foundation. So I think that's an important thing to understand. You know, if you want to get to know, you know, what is Renee? Who is Renee? What is she doing? What is this this new thing she's pursuing? To understand that that is how I've approached my entire career is really through that lens. And, you know, one thing I'll share um, one thing I learned, and you know, I could share more about this in a future podcast, but that experience and some of the subsequent years of National City uh, from a leadership perspective really shaped my view of how to see people's failures. So one thing I learned very clearly, leaders at all levels are flawed humans, just like me, just like you, just like, just like everybody. Um, they make mistakes that sometimes have huge consequences for their employees, for their shareholders, for their communities. In the uh, financial crisis of 2008, National City was one of the larger victims of, um, of that financial crisis and ultimately was purchased in a deal that made them a part of PNC Financial Services, um, more than doubling the size of PNC at the time. Um, PNC now, as everybody knows, I think if you follow banking, is one of the biggest banks in the U.S. You know, you could examine, and like I said, it's probably worth a, a bit more time than we have here on this, this show today, but you could examine why National City ultimately ended up in the, the state that it was, um, a victim of the financial crisis. But I, I think certainly it's fair to say that decisions by leadership um, would have to come into play. And so through that experience, through that observation, um, I, I do not have a, uh, I do not have rose-colored glasses um, when it comes to putting folks on pedestals or really thinking through the idea that, that folks are, are somehow, you know, immune to flaws, immune to mistakes. Um, we all make them no matter what level we're at. And like I said, probably a, a good discussion for another time. The, the next topic or the next experience I want to talk about that, that shaped me is really my experience um, as a mother and as a, as, a, uh, as a wife and really my family. So when I met my husband, um, it's been now, I don't know, 11, almost 12 years ago, something really uh, fundamental sort of shifted in me, um, something pretty fundamental to who I am as a person. I went from a nervous energy, type A, um, go-getting, um, career-focused, you know, to very high degree woman to someone who pretty quickly experienced something different. My husband brought out a relaxed, content, calm aspect of me that, that felt like home, felt um, at ease, felt relaxing, felt comfortable, felt happy, felt good. Um, I don't think there is another way to say it. 
except to say that it was um, it was just different, right? It was just different than that type A, energetic, you know, you know, very um, overly focused on maybe career and on you know getting more done and working hard and all of those aspects of who I am. And these feelings uh, really only intensified and became greater when I had my first son. I think we are taught often as professional women, either directly or indirectly. Um, to sort of stuff some of those feelings down, maybe those more softer maternal or maybe more relaxed aspects of ourself and to kind of lean into um, the, the feelings that are maybe more the, the, the type A or the high energy and the, the career-focused um, feelings. And for me, um, this was sort of not something I was going to do. So, you know, I even remember, um, you know, speaking of leaning in, there was that that book by Sheryl Sandberg, who is, I believe, the COO still at Facebook, who wrote a book called Lean In. It was all about women and their careers leaning in um, at all aspects of time. And I, I think for me, I, I obviously wanted a career. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to grow and develop and, and um, you know, do greater things in my career. But I, I don't know, didn't know if I wanted to lean in. I wanted to lean out in some ways because I wanted to focus on my children. I wanted to focus on my family. I wanted to focus on my husband. I wanted to focus on maybe these other aspects of myself. And so for me, that was sort of a conflicting, challenging place to be, right? To have those feelings of um, of uh, career and have those feelings of a desire of desiring those things, but also having these more um, softer aspects too. And I, I, I think for me, it was a very deliberate intentional thing to prioritize my family and to prioritize my um, my children and I think over time I I learned and came to the conclusion that, that a lot of people are in the same place mothers fathers I think you know COVID and we'll talk about I'll mention that here in a little bit as well I think um, everybody has aspects of themselves to one degree or another that feels this way and I, I think I came to the place where I said, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to focus this way unapologetically. I'm going to ask for what I need from my leaders and from my, my company and from my, um, from my environment. And I'm going to do that in a way that respects both my aspirations um, from a career perspective, but also respects my aspirations and my priorities um, with my family. And like I said, what, I, what was interesting was I, I do believe that um, more and more people feel this way, especially in today's day and age and in 2021. Um, and, you know, what was funny about it is as I focused in this way, um, my career actually became more successful. You know, I became more authentic, more authentically me. I didn't feel like I need to put on this, you know, tough exterior to go to work every day. I just was, you know, this, I'm just a mom and I love my job and I'm doing my, doing my thing. And so I think I had more success. Um, when when I did that, and so I, I incur. And so one of the things I think you'll see um, in my approach and in my work and in this show and re- really with everything is I encourage and I I value uh, sort of a bringing of all aspects of who a person is to their work because I think it makes them more real and it makes them more approachable and it makes things just way more human um, in in the workforce. So related to that. Um, you know, on this journey of family and work, I began to have this feeling of dissatisfaction to some degree. And that really leads us to, you know, I guess experience number three, which was leading people. Um, you know, in ba- let's, let's, let's face it, in banking, um, it can be a rather dry, uninteresting profession at times. There's a lot of great things about it, a lot of fascinating, enjoyable, exciting things. But for me, I... Um, 
I kind of came to a point where I said, you know, what what is worth leaving my family? Obviously, there's money, right? We have to work. We have to um, make a living for our families and for ourselves. But for me, you know, what is worth it to leave beyond the money to be um, an acceptable reason to want to go to work every day? And the money, obviously, like I said, was important. I needed to work, um, but it wasn't enough of a reason. And as I've gotten older and we've made uh, my, my husband and I, I think, pretty good financial decisions, the money became less and less of a really driving, motivating force um, to get me up and make me feel excited and all of those things. And so, you know, I pretty quickly came to the conclusion that the only thing that would make it worth to me, worth it to me, that I really cared about to a high degree was the people around me, uh, my coworkers, my colleagues, my friends at work. I imagined that they also wanted what I was seeking, both professionally and personally, and felt that I could play a role in providing that to them. And so um, I began to manage people and led a team right around this time. And for me, it was such a sense of responsibility and importance and um, in some ways, feeling as though, you know, this is the, you know, maybe a not perfect analogy, but the, the equivalent career-wise of having children, right? Like, I am responsible. I have to help nurture these careers. I want to do that. I want to invest in, in these folks that um, are under my, my charge and want to help them get where they want to be and want to make them successful. And so I wanted to do right by the people that I was leading. I wanted them to be successful. I wanted them to grow, to grow in their careers, to get what they wanted out of their careers, to improve as people, whatever any of those things meant for them. And so that really became and has remained the driving force behind what motivates me. Um, there is nothing like being able to promote someone or watch someone on your team find their voice or learn a new skill that makes them better. Um, don't get me wrong, leading people has its challenges. Sometimes... Um, the feedback that you give your your team or a team member or the direction you need to head as a team is in conflict with where that person is, where they, where their skills are, where their interests are, where their motivations are, and and that's tough, right? It's because you have to have um, pretty direct conversations at times that can be uncomfortable, that can be challenging, and you sometimes have to have to ask them to change in ways that maybe they don't want to, and and you know sometimes those lead to lead to even more difficult conversations. Um, but it's still rewarding if you have the right motivations and you have the right um, principles guiding you in, in what you're trying to accomplish. So people and leadership of teams and, and influencing those around me have been very core and very critical to um, this journey that I've been on. So last and finally, I'll mention the, the final um, experience that has really led me to uh, where I'm at now. And I'll just sum it up and say the year 2020, um, and you, you could say 2020 plus, right? 2020, 2021. Um, I think, you know, everybody has a personal story of what 20, 2020 and 2021 have meant to them personally, professionally, the challenges that, co that come with it. I think I've actually learned so much from other people about their personal experiences and really about the human spirit just from the past um, you know, two years or so. Um, my youngest son, I've got three boys. I think a lot of you may know that. Those of you that know me, I have three little boys, seven, five, and almost two. Uh, my youngest son was born 
just a few days before Christmas uh, 2019 and had some very scary health challenges. Um, I spent um, the Christmas holiday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, at least part of the both of those days, and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day in the NICU with him. Um, he had some pretty pretty scary health issues, um, completely healthy now, but at, at that point, um, those were some, some very scary days that we, we experienced with him. Um, when I got home um, with him, you know, third week of January, second week of January, something like that, um, we began to adapt to being a family of five. Um, you know, like I said, I had have my, my other two sons um, went through the changes of being a new mom again, which, you know, if, for any of you that have had children, um, any women in particular, it's a very uh, physical, mental, emotional, hormonal time. Um, you know, and, and I recall with, with each of my sons, um, that first day back to work for maternity leave, it always feels like a very big event, right? So you, you get your stuff together, you get your bag, you get your purse, you get all the stuff you have to bring for nursing, and you pack it all up, and you got your bag, and it's sitting there by the door, and you're ready to go. Um, I was very much in that mode with, um, with my, my youngest son, and was headed back to work on March 16th, 2020. On March 13th, 2020, that Friday before, my boss told me, you know, yeah, you're coming back, first day back to work again um, on Monday, but you're not coming back to work. You're going to be sitting at your house. And so um, we did that for a very long time. I think, you know, I actually wasn't back in an office physically um, until June, June, June or July. I, I can't recall exactly when, but um, 15, 16 months um, after maternity leave ended of, of being um, at home. And so, you know, I've had at that point, I had a kindergartner, I had a three-year-old, had a three-month-old, um, you know, carrying that three-month-old on my hip as I'm, you know, doing phone calls and conference calls and, you know, working through all that comes with that. Um, no babysitter uh, for the very early part um, as everybody was in lockdown those first couple of months for several weeks. Um, so that the COVID experience and frankly, the other experiences of 2020, um, many of the things societally, politically, um, just everybody being at home and just, you know, everything we went through in 2020 really shaped me and furthered these themes that I've been talking about even more, um, a desire for a highly functioning family, um, wanting strong leadership, wanting to help people, wanting to grow the capabilities of people, and, and just sort of examining all of those things together. And as I did that, you know, it became clear to me that, you know, I, I really kind of like being here at home more. I like having control over this. I want to fully embrace, you know, who I am, um, my, my view of leadership, my view of success, my view of priorities. And I want to help other people. I want to help other people to grow and be successful and do the things that they, they want to do in their lives as well, um, as well as uh, within their organizations. And so that's my story, right? Those are the four big things that I would point to um, that, that really have driven me to this point and gotten me where I, where I am uh, to make this big, big change. So why a podcast, right? So, you know, you might be thinking, well, there's lots of things you could do. You can post things on LinkedIn. You can do a newsletter. You can do a blog. You can just talk to people. Um, I like this medium. I think, you know, I've listened to lots of podcasts over time, and I, I like the approachability of it. I like the, the uh, vulnerability of it, um, the um, simplicity of it in, way, in a way, just sort of speaking to a microphone. Um, some of you may know, well, only a few of you may know this, I 
at one point very, very early on in my college career wanted to be in broadcasting. I wanted to be a broadcast journalist, uh, one of those talking heads on uh, cable news, and um, quickly decided that wasn't uh, necessarily going to be in the cards for a few reasons, but I think I've always had that desire, and um, it's just much more fitting with my comfort zone, I think, to go this direction. So on this podcast, we are going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about execution and what is required for success. We're going to talk about career. We're going to talk about family and work-life balance. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I may talk about examples of current events in business or sports um, or anything that has relevance to a particular point that I I think is critical to make um, or that my... my, uh, clients or my colleagues or those around me are, are interested in or, or things that are that are coming up um, sort of in the dialogue out there. I may even have an occasional guest. We'll see how, how things go. Right now, my plan is to do this weekly. So if you like what you hear, if you think this is valuable, if you have followed my career, if we've worked together in the past and you want to support what I'm doing, um, listen in. Listen in to uh, the, this on a weekly basis as it's available um, if you think this is valuable, if you, if you enjoy what you're hearing, what you're learning, provide a review on iTunes. I think that definitely will benefit me to, uh, to, get, to get those reviews. If you think that there is work that we could do together, whether it be for you or for your organization, and my style, my approach, my background interests you or you have, it resonates with you and you think, wow, that's, you know, I, could, I could get something from that, um, you know, send me an email. Uh, send an email to Renee at ReneeVincelli.com. Uh, check out my website, ReneeVincelli.com, or find me on LinkedIn. Um, so certainly a few ways there you can get a hold of me and we can connect. So that is all for now, folks. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate uh, you hearing about my background. Remember, people are greater than performance. People are the creators of performance. And people come before performance. Hope you have a great week. Thank you.